You hear me now? <laughs> and uh, I don't know how your day went today. Uh, I, I got a little bit tired. Uh, I've been preaching today. It's nine days straight in a row that I've been preaching. And I got tired last night on the way home. I had to stop down around 118 at a, the McDonald's down there and uh, get myself together. I told my wife, I said, I'm tired. And, uh, and then I had to get up and go. We have to, I don't know how you grandparents are. This is what grandparents do. My daughter lives in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and but my grandkids go to school in Gastonia. So Grandpa has to get up and drive all the way to Rock Hill and bring them kids on when they stay with their mama. <laughs> and I do that about three times a week, but that's my grandkids. Amen? You would do the same thing. We should have had them before we had them youngins. Amen? That's what my daughter would tell you anyhow. <laughs> and uh, I'm not complaining. And my, I don't know, I guess around 12, 12.30 today, my sister-in-law called me and just tore up. I mean, just, I couldn't understand the word this girl saying to me. She's crying. She's uh, saying, I said, Donna, Donna, whoa, 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 get yourself together, girl. And she finally got a calm down, preacher, and she's having a hard time. We, when I left the church, I was her pastor for 22 years. And my wife's gone down, and, and she's just having a hard time being there without us there. And I said, look, I'm not coming back. <laughs> and she said, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't fit in no more. Get yourself together. Amen. Amen. And that's the thought God laid on my heart tonight. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 12, I'm going to try to bring this out and help you tonight. I do plan on coming back tomorrow night. I got so doggone nervous Monday night. Carl, y'all know Carl, the man that says back there, and Brother Carl. Brother Carl and Sister Greta, they go to about every Bible meeting I'm at. I mean, they just about every one of them. If they know I'm preaching somewhere, they come. And he knows today I was supposed, I'm supposed, was supposed to have a tube run down my throat today so they could look in my stomach because I got issues going on. I think it's my gallbladder. Hey, Faith, I just saw you. How you doing, honey? It's good to see you. Amen. And uh, my gallbladder's all messed up. And I told the preacher, I, I was hurting Monday. Now, I didn't hurt yesterday, but it hurts. And he said, how are you going to preach if they run that tube down your throat? That bothered me all night. <laughs> so I called him yesterday. I said, can y'all move that to Thursday? Because <laughs> I want to preach. <laughs> so I go in the morning, amen. So you pray. Because I, I got to thinking, will I, will I be able to? And I wanted to preach, amen. I, I want to be a part of it. So I called them and they said, we got an opening. And so you pray they switched it, and I'll go in the morning. So you just pray that they'll find out what's going on. I don't. God's got it. Amen. I just turned it over to the Lord a long time ago. I'm trying to get to heaven, y'all. And I don't know how I'm I'm, going to get there. Amen. Uh, I don't know what route I'm going to take. And and I really, it doesn't matter to me. Amen. I just want to go. Amen. By the way, by the way of the grave or by the way of the air. It don't matter to me, amen. I just want to go. I got a longing to see him. Amen. And if you don't have a longing to see him, there's something you need to check up on your salvation tonight, amen. Uh, This world, and we'll get into this in a minute, this world's in a mess, probably the worst we've ever seen, and it doesn't look like, I said the world, not just the United States, the world's in a mess. Amen. And I, I thought I heard it all to what I heard when, when yeah. who told yeah. you that? Was it Benny? No, yeah, Beardy. Beardy. That I thought I heard it all to what Beardy said because he said the preacher said not long ago, you wait and see, it's going to get so bad that people will stop marrying animals. Well, that happened. Over in Europe, there's a woman married her cat. I mean, that's about as sick as you can get. I don't even understand that. People are, God up in heaven, y'all, 
is looking down on this place. And I'm telling you, he's about to wipe it out, amen. The stuff that he has to see. And, and here's what's bothering God. He created us in his image. <laughs> and look what men, look what man has turned to. We better be ready. You better, if you're not ready tonight, you listen to me. If you're not ready to go to heaven tonight, I wouldn't walk out those doors tonight not knowing I was ready. Because Jesus Christ is coming. Verse 35, chapter 12. You there? Luke chapter 12, verse 35. Listen to this. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. (laughs) And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately. Not three days from now, not next Sunday. He said, you better know now immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch or, or find them so blessed are those servants. And this know. That if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Father God, we want to thank you once again for the privilege, Lord, that we have to call on your name tonight, God. Lord, we thank you for your presence tonight, God. We thank you for the moving of the Holy Ghost of God that's in this place tonight, God. Lord, I pray right now, God. Lord, may the Holy Spirit of God move tonight and do exactly what needs to be done in the hearts and lives of men, women, boys, and girls tonight, God. I pray, Lord, you take this vessel now. God, touch my voice. God, help me tonight. God, use this body, Lord, for your glory and your honor. God, it's your word to go forth and do exactly what needs to be done in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, you may be seated tonight. In the text, Jesus gives an example. Amen. Of the Lord coming back. Amen. That's exactly what, and, and by the way, I hope you got a red letter edition Because it was the Lord doing the talking, amen. And what he was talking about, amen. He gives a command here, just a simple command to his disciples. And and, and here's what he says. He said, let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. He gives us a command tonight. It's a simple command. He said, let your loins be girded about and your lights shining. I'm afraid tonight that a lot of lights are not burning like they ought to. Hey, some of them just about gone completely out, amen. Some might have a flicker tonight, but the flame's just about gone in the average church of America tonight, amen. He says, have your loins girded about. That word girded here in our text, the definition of that word is simply this, to, to fasten garments or a girdle or a belt around you. It means to bind on or or gird around, to gird oneself with a thing. And Jesus tells his disciples, amen, or, or those that are listening here, he says, I want you to gird yourself and let your lights be burning. That's a serious statement tonight. You've got to understand the text and what he's trying to tell them in the text. When you study this thing out, in those days they would wear this outer garment. And that outer garment would hang down 
all the way to the ground. And so if they had to go somewhere, if they had to get somewhere fast, they would have to take that outer garment and wrap it under them and tuck it down in their belt so they could move quickly if they needed to move quickly. And Jesus is saying, I want you to gird yourself. I want you to get ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the man's, the Son of Man's coming, and you better be ready to move at that moment they would take it gather it all up tuck it in so they were ready amen and what he is telling us here amen it's time church to stop fooling around Hey man, I wonder how many are really ready right now. If the trumpet would sound and the Son of Man would come and call us out of here, I wonder how many would be left sitting here in church on a Wednesday night. Amen. We say we're ready, but are we really ready? Are you absolutely 100% absolutely positively sure? You better be. Hey man, when that trumpet sounds, you better be. You better be ready, amen. I believe he's telling them it's time, here it is, to get yourself together. Gird yourself and get your stuff together, amen, and be ready, letting your lights burn prior to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Time's running out. Amen. Time is running short. Amen. I, I, I understand and I, I know we all realize, uh, amen, the, the, the hour that we're living in, the day's late, amen. Time's growing near. The Lord Jesus is coming. Uh, look around. If you study your Bible and you see the events uh, that are taking place, not just here in America, but around the world, you better be ready tonight. They needed, here it is, to be alert. How many of God's people woke up this morning thinking this would be the day that Jesus Christ would come? Can I tell you? Not many. Amen. Our minds were on everything else but the coming of the Son of Man. And he, but he told us it would be that way. Amen. He already told us. Uh, he said, I'm going to come in an hour. I read it to you that you think not. Uh, amen. The average church member got up this morning. Uh, amen. And did not have their mind uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ coming amen. back today. Amen. But the Lord says, uh, Amen. Be ready. Get yourself together and be alert. Be watching. Get your, get your lights burning. Uh, amen. It's just about home time. Amen. Time's running out. They needed to be attentive. Here it is, ready to move. We're living in a world that is so hectic right now. I mean, this is probably, and I watch it, and sometimes I don't even want to watch it, of what's going on around us. And I absolutely thought Jesus would have come by now. I believe it's going to be soon, y'all. I know, I know what people say. Y'all say that all the time. Y'all preachers just trying to scare us. I'm not trying to scare you. Right. I'm trying to tell you, you better be ready. Amen. Jesus is coming. Amen. We, we've said it. We've preached it. It's been told uh, your whole life you've heard this. It's going to happen. Yep. It's going to happen, and I believe it's going to happen soon. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I'm afraid that right now there's so many people and, and they're not looking, they're not waiting, they're, watching, they're, not, they're not watching. And here's what's happened in our nation in the last two years. Just in the last couple of years. The world has gotten so hectic. Here's what happened. That it scattered the flock. It scattered God's people. Did you know there's sheep right now that's not attending church? Amen. You don't even know where some of them are right now. Amen. Something happened, amen, and they scattered. And Satan, that's exactly what he wants us to do. Here's why. Because if he can get God's people to scatter, 
not, not coming together, but scattered. If he can get the flock scattered, amen, then they become unorganized. And if we become unorganized, then we're not effective like we need to be. And the church, I'm talking about the average church in America right now is not as active as it should be or effective as it should be. Our goal, amen, our command and what he told us. He said, I want you to go into the highways and hedges. I command you, therefore, to go in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. But we got scattered. And when we got scattered, they shut the house down. And when they shut the house down, here's what happened, amen. We become unorganized as a collective body of Christ that we're not effective right now. I I believe, amen, that we now have, watch this, what we got to do now, and we better watch, we have to control our attitudes. Listen now. We have to, amen, watch our attitude when it comes to spiritual matters because it's easy, it's easy right now for people to say, I don't care. You're not coming to church like you are to. You're not serving God like, you know what, we're here. I don't care. You better be careful and watch your attitude tonight. Because it's easy to get there and say, the world's in a mess. We can't save them. We can't help them. And it would be easy for the church, amen, and here's where Satan wants us to get to, for us to say, we don't care. Do we not care if men, women, boys, and girls die and go to hell? If we get to that place that we don't care, we're no longer a church and we're not active and we're unorganized and we're not effective anymore in this world and Jesus is coming. When he left out of here, the angel told those young men standing there gazing, in, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus, amen, that you see ascend shall so descend in like manner, he's coming back. And when he comes back, I believe he's coming back after a church that is watching, that is faithful, amen, that doesn't have that I don't care attitude because we see it in a lot of churches right now. He would look at us. If the Lord, I believe this, if the Lord was right here right now, just like he was right there, if he was in this church tonight, if he could come and visit with us, you know what he would tell the church tonight? Get yourself together. I told her today, quit your whining. Hey man, if you can't serve God down there, then get somewhere where you can serve God, but you better get somewhere and serve God. Get yourself together. And if the Lord Jesus Christ could come and speak to his people, I believe he's telling us tonight, it's time we got ourselves together. Amen. Keep your lights burning, he said. Is your light burning? Is it bright for the Lord? Therefore, let your light shine before men. Amen. That they might glorify what? Your words. Hey man, are are they seeing us doing anything? Or has the lights gone out? Get yourselves together. Watch this. First of all, number one, we need to get ourselves together and your responsibility to watch. It's not his responsibility to watch for you. It's his responsibility to watch for himself. Amen. You better be watching. You better be living in a way and in such a way, amen, that when you get up, you've got your eyes toward heaven. Amen. And you're watching and you're looking for the Lord to return. Verse 35 says, get yourselves together, have your lights burning. 
That's what he's saying, amen. He said, let your loins be girded about. It's moving time. It's going to happen real quick. And if you ain't got yourself together, when that trumpet blows, you ain't going to get together, amen. People moving real slow right now, preacher. There's a lot of people moving real slow right now. Amen. And we ain't got time to be dragging right now, y'all. Now's the time to pick it up. Amen. Now's the time to pick the pace up. Amen. Now's the time. Here it is to run the race. Lay aside those things that so easily beset you. Those sins, those weights, those things, amen, that would beset us or hinder us from running this race. Jesus is coming, and in verse 36, he, he, he says, The Lord is, is going to come, and when He comes, I want you to have yourselves together. Here it is, that you may open unto Him immediately. Amen. I mean, it's going to happen real quick, suddenly. Amen. When He comes, you better be ready to go. Amen. What He's saying is, when the Lord returns, I want you watching for Him. Not sleeping. Paul said it's time. It's high time to wake out of sleep. You know why? Because the devil has rocked a lot of God's people to sleep tonight. Hey man, and a lot of them's not looking and a lot, lot of them's not watching, preacher. Hey man, and it's not time to sleep. It's not time to nap. Hey man, God help us. It's not time to sit down. It's not time to quit. Hey man, you need to get yourself together and be watching for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 37, he said, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find what? What's it say? Watching. Amen. You better be looking, y'all. You better be watching for the Lord. I hope somebody gets up in the morning looking for Jesus. Amen. We better go out of here tonight looking for Jesus. You better live the rest of your days looking for the coming of the Son of Man. Why? Because He's coming. Amen. And the church has been rocked to sleep. Can I tell you tonight, amen, I, I believe with all my heart. I, I, believe, I believe with all my soul. I've been saved 39 years, and I believe it right now more than I have in, a, in all 39 years that I've been saved. Jesus is coming. Amen. 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 Howard is coming. Hey, man, the Lord's coming. He said he would, and you look around, and man, marrying animals. I go to bed now praying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Preacher, I don't know. I've got loved ones that ain't ready. Preacher, I ain't ready. Well, they better get ready, and you better get ready too. Amen. Because he's coming. Yes, he is. And are you ready when he comes? You know what's going to happen when Jesus comes? There's going to be a separation. See, he told us, he told us, he warned us that he would separate the sheep from the goats. Amen. That he would separate, amen, the wheat from the tares. You can't tell a wheat from a tear. You look it up, look it up in encyclopedia. They look the same. You can't tell the difference, but he can. He knows. Amen. And he's going to come, and when he comes, that's not the only separation going to happen. They're going to be family separated. There's going to be some husbands and wives separated. There's going to be some parents separated from their children because their children are going to heaven. But mom and dad ain't saved and they ain't right and they ain't watching and they ain't going. And we come in playing church. We come in thinking everything's okay. It's all right. It's another day. Well, we had a revival. And we got a multitude of people dying and going to hell too. Amen. And here's what he's telling the church. You better get yourself together. It's moving time. It's just, it's going to happen so quick and it's going to happen so suddenly that if you don't have it together when he comes, you ain't going to have time to get it together. Get it together, y'all, and be watching and be waiting and be looking for the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Preacher, I, I don't know. I don't know how we can convince the world anymore. 
If you can't convince God's people that Jesus is coming and be ready, how in the world are we going to convince the world out there to be watching and ready? If we ain't convinced, amen. If we don't believe it, amen. I believe he's coming, amen. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it tonight? Amen. Jesus is coming back. What I'm afraid is there's going to be people, watch this, they're still scattered. Something happened in this nation and it scattered the flock. We become unorganized. And when we become unorganized, we become ineffective. The lights barely burn. Not watching for his return. And the Lord's telling us in this passage of Scripture that it is time, it is high time for the church to get serious. It's time for you to get serious about your relationship with Him. Amen. Your relationship with the Lord better be right. When He comes, amen, you better gird yourself, get yourself together, and be ready to move quickly. For an hour, as you think not, the Son of Man comes. And the Bible says when He comes, He's coming like a thief in the night and if the good man of the house would have been watching amen then he wouldn't let the thief come in and take everything he had amen if he would have been watching and waiting and looking for it to happen amen the Bible says he's coming in the moment in the twinkling of an eye and it's time for the church God's people amen to get themselves together and be ready to move here it is, with your lights burning. With your lights burning. Remember the ten virgins? They were all virgins. But they were five wise and five foolish. And those five wise, they were looking. Had their lamps trimmed, had, had the light burning. When the bridegroom came in the midnight hour. They were ready to go, but them other ones lived foolishly. Let the lights go out. Didn't have any oil burning, amen. And the Bible says the lamps went out. They were not watching. They were not ready. And because they, the lights weren't on and, and the lamps weren't burning and they weren't watching for Him to come like the other ones were, they were left behind. Do you get the picture now? Some of you ain't going to make the trip. If you don't get yourself together tonight, you're going to be left behind in all this hell. And you don't want to be left here when Jesus leaves. Amen. What's going to happen when Jesus comes and takes the church out of here? You think it's bad now? What's going to happen when Jesus comes and takes his people out of here? Let me tell you what's going to happen. Amen. It ain't just the church are leaving here. The Holy Spirit of God's are leaving too. Amen. There won't be no conviction. Amen. You think it's bad now? I mean, the murders, it's tripled in some cities. It's got bad all over America. Crimes going out the roof. You think it's bad now? What do you think it's going to be when there ain't no Holy Ghost of God here to convict men of their sins? Amen. Amen. You don't want to be here. We better wake up. I told her today, you better get yourself together. If you can't go down there and worship God, you find your place. But don't you dare sit at home. Amen. Don't you dare, don't you start doing that. Amen. God ain't in, God ain't in that. And we better be watching. I said, Donna, don't you know Jesus is coming, honey? And it could be today, and you don't want to be found on the outside looking in. Hey, man, when you better be ready. Hey, man, you better be watching. It's time. I believe it's time that we got ourselves ready. It's your responsibility to be watching for yourself. When the preacher's watching. Mama's watching. Grandma, I know grandma's watching. 
Yeah, and the preacher's going to leave when he comes, and mama's going to leave when he comes, and grandma's going to leave when he comes. What I want to know tonight, are you watching? Are you ready? Are you ready for such an hour? He said, gird yourselves. Tuck that thing up. He said, fellas, gird yourselves. Be ready to leave immediately. Quickly. It's going to happen. Not only should we get ourselves together in our responsibilities of watching, and it is our responsibility to be watching, but also I believe you need to get yourselves together in your reaction to your wrongdoings. John chapter 21 verse 7. I got on this the other night and, and I, didn't, I didn't go there but I will. John chapter 27 or chapter 21 verse 7. We know what happens. And therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord he girt him his fisher's coat unto him for he was naked and did cast him in the sea. Now we know the story. I alluded to this the other night. Peter kept going back to that boat. and He'd, go, he'd try to live for God. And he'd go back to the boat. He wanted to live for God. And he'd go back to the boat. And he wanted to live for God. And he'd go back to the boat. And when the Lord ascended, Peter said, I guess it's over. He's gone. I'm going fishing. I told you the other night, he didn't have to go look for a boat. He didn't have to borrow a boat. And he didn't go buy a boat. He knew exactly where that boat was, and that's exactly where he headed to after Jesus was gone. Isn't it amazing what people run to after church? I mean, we come in, a preacher preaches about Jesus. We know we, amen, how we ought to live. We know we ought to be holy. We know we ought to be separated. We know we, we ought to be consecrated. We know we, we ought to be faithful unto the Lord and all things. Uh, but Monday comes, amen, and we've already run back to the things of the world. And that's exactly what Peter did. I mean, he said, I'm going fishing. And guess what? The Bible said there was other men around him said, well, we're going too. The Bible says, therefore that disciple whom Jesus loves saith unto Peter, it's the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that, the Bible said he girded himself with that fisher's coat because he's naked after fishing on the sea. When Peter heard it was the Lord, I believe something immediately, something immediately, amen, went off in Peter that Peter's ashamed of himself. Out there fishing when he wasn't supposed to be and he's doing it naked. Now, I don't know which one's in worse shape, Peter being naked or the men watching him naked. Amen? I'm not going to go fishing with a man naked. I don't care who it is. Amen? Put your clothes on, son. Amen? Peter's out there in a boat naked. That's what the Bible says. I believe the Word of God, don't you? He ain't got no clothes on. And when he heard it was the Lord, something went off in him. Amen. Something dinged. Something clicked. And immediately he grabbed that coat and girded himself, covered himself up. Uh-huh. The Bible says he jumps in the water. Amen. Now, now here's what I don't read. He didn't blame the Lord for showing up. Right. Amen. But if you would have told me, honey, that preacher was a coming. If you would have told me, hey man, the church was coming over. You knew they was going to visit tonight, but you didn't say nothing about it. If he had known it, you know what he would have done? He would have left. Amen. Peter didn't get mad because the Lord didn't announce he was coming. Peter didn't get mad at the guy that told him the Lord was there. Amen. Isn't it amazing? I might have told you all this story. David was here last night. David and I, we had a fellow that lives down here in Morganton. And he drove all the way to Gastonia to come to church. And I knew that wasn't going to last long. You're not going to drive that far to go to church. It, it, you know, his emotions got 
in the way. And I tried to tell you, you need to find your church closer home. I mean, there's a lot of churches closer to you, a lot of good free will Baptist churches, a lot of churches close to you. You can get in driving down here. It ain't going to last long. It won't. And, and they finally it came. July the 4th, they didn't come to church that, that weekend. The next weekend, they didn't come. The next weekend, they didn't come. David and I said, we're going to go visit him. Let's go see Mike. And we went to visit Mike. And when we got there, we didn't call and announce it. We just went to visit him. When we got there, his wife's laying on the couch. She's got the flu. And he said, preacher, we ain't been my wife sick. But here's what bothered me. When we went in, I went over here because there's a recliner sitting here. There's a, a table between these, these two pieces of furniture. And he sat right there where that lamp's on that table and his wife's on that couch. And he sat on this end. And David sat over our, like a love seat thing. And immediately I got mad. I said, what are you doing? He said, what? He thought I was going to jump on him because he ain't been to church. That's not what I got mad about. Sitting on that end table was a Bible. Sitting on top of that Bible was a beer. And I got mad. Yeah. What are you doing? You would put a beer, you would desecrate God's word like that. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You already said, preacher, I'm sorry. No, you just come. You, 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 your, your reactions. Amen. You better get yourself together. Amen. And your reactions to your wrongdoings. Don't blame it on your wife because she's sick. Amen. Had a deacon in our church. I'll take him off the deacon boy preacher. Every time his wife would be, every time she laid out, he wouldn't come. I said, why didn't you come? Well, my wife had a headache and she just wasn't able to come. And I heard it so much, I just took him off the deacon board. If you ain't going to be faithful to God, you don't need a position. Amen. 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 No, listen, you're going to have to get yourself together and your reactions to your wrongdoings and quit blaming it on everybody else because it ain't everybody else's fault. Got real quiet, didn't it? Yeah. Amen. He didn't blame the Lord, and he didn't blame the, 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 the Bible said that servant whom Jesus, I believe it was John. John said, hey, Peter, the Lord's here. Yeah. <laughs> Peter got his coat on, amen. Yeah. Something happened, something clicked, amen. Peter realized uh, he was wrong in what he was doing, and it's yeah. the Lord. Come on. And he didn't turn around and start pointing fingers at all them. He didn't start pointing fingers at everybody else. He didn't make excuses for a sinful condition. God help us tonight to quit making excuses, amen, for our sinful conditions. You better get, hey, listen, if, you're, if you've got sin in your heart, if you've got unconfessed sin in your life, you better get down here and do business with God tonight and not go out that door like that the way you came in because Jesus might come before you. Hey, you can get to the stop sign down there and get hit by a car. But we don't think like that no more. We try to cover it up, sweep it under the rug. Nobody's going to know what I'm doing. Nobody's going to see what I'm doing. I got it under control. Ain't nobody going to know. Well, I got news for you. He knows. Amen. Amen. There's an all-seeing eye that sees everything, sees everybody. Amen. I can't see everybody. Your pastor can't see everybody, but God can. Amen. He sees what you do on your job. He sees what you do in your car. He sees what you do late at night when he ain't nobody up to. Amen. God help us tonight. Amen. We're going to have to be responsible. Amen. For our reactions of our wrongdoings. Can I say this? There's something very, very sobering. Very, very sobering about the Lord showing up and you ain't living right. Amen. You ever went to church? I, I've been here, preacher. My attitude wasn't right. Let's just get real, okay? 
come to church mad, slam the door on your way out of the house. She ain't ready. She won't get ready. I'm gonna be, I ain't going to be late. I'll leave her there. Guilty. Guilty. And you get to church and God come down in the place and yeah. every, everybody shouting and everybody praising God, but you ain't because you can't. And the only thing you can do, one of two things, you're going to sit like that and leave like that or get down there and do business with God and Amen. apologize Amen. for your wrongdoings. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather apologize. Yes, sir. Get it right with God so I can enjoy what everybody else is enjoying Amen. and have the presence of God. Bless him, Lord. Peter jumped off that thing. He didn't try to swim away. I hope you got that. He didn't jump in that water and try to swim to the other side of the river. He swam to the Lord. He swam towards him. And I promise you tonight, if you'll take one step towards him, he'll take one step towards you. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you'll sup with him, he'll sup with you. Amen. But we got to quit blaming it on everybody else. The church is not in the condition it's in because of everybody else. It's in the condition it's in because of God's people. Amen. Did he not say, well, you know we did. 2 Corinthians 7, 14, and, and we, we, everybody in there can quote this verse. If my people, uh-huh. which are called by my name, uh-huh. would humble themselves down, seek my face and pray, and turn from their wicked ways. Amen. It's going to take God's people, amen, accepting responsibilities for our wrongdoings. We've accepted everything under the sun in the church. Aren't you glad you're in one that don't? Aren't you glad you're in a church where they ain't ordaining anything and everything, amen, to preach the word of God? Aren't you glad you're in a church tonight that has some godly standards and some godly values and some godly morals? Every church ain't like Charity Mission, Free Will Baptist Church, and you ought to thank God you're in this one. God help us, amen. There there, there used to be a time, y'all, Hey, man, I mean, when, when, when people did wrong, there'd be some conviction and there would be some godly sorrow. Not anymore. Amen. Now they just do it now and it seems like it don't even bother them. Just, just, just come in knowing, knowing they ain't lived right all week. Want to get in the choir and sing? Ain't no wonder we can't worship God like he needs to be. That's right. Amen. There ought to be some guilt. There ought to be some shame. There ought to be a move towards God to fix it. Jesus is saying it's time right now. It's time. Gird yourself. Get ready and move quickly. Get yourself together. Move towards God. Get yourself together in your reactions to your wrongdoings. I've never... I don't know if I ever will, preacher, get used to the excuses that people are making to stay away from God. They use COVID. Some of them are still using it. But they, listen, they were doing it before COVID. Amen. It, 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 never, it, it never amazes me. It seems that, that now people can justify sin. I'm talking about sin. In so many different ways. We better get ourselves together tonight. God's coming back after a holy people. A godly people. Amen. And we better quit doing the things that we're doing and living the way we're living. And start doing it the way God told us to do. Watch this now. Peter was out there fishing. Amen. 
what's supposed to be out there. We know the story, amen. He wraps himself up, jumps in the water, heads to the Lord. Is that your response and your wrongdoings? Is that your response to your wrongdoings? Running to Jesus. Amen. Instead of blaming everybody else, you just need to come clean. Amen. Get yourself together tonight and deal with it. Amen. Then last, can I say this tonight? Not only should we get our Sells together and, and are watching for him to come. And I honestly believe it. Brother Dennis, people ain't ready. I'm not talking about those out in the world. I know they ain't ready. We're talking about people sitting on church pews, y'all. Not, not getting up, not looking, not watching. Not waiting. And he said, you better be ready to move quickly. And we haven't got ourselves together in our reactions about our wrongdoings. Can I say this? Just because you're saved, amen, doesn't exempt you from sin. Amen. You're going to pay the same price a sinner pays. Amen. There's going to be the same price, amen, that that ungodly man out there is going to pay for his sins. If you don't get it under the blood. Amen. Amen. That's why we better run to him instead of running out of church. We ought to run to him while we're in church, amen, amen, and get this thing settled tonight if you've got a problem with sin. I said this the other day at our association meeting. Those men that turned the world upside down, they they preached one message. You know what it was? Repent! Repent! Jesus told all them churches over in Revelation, I got somewhat against you. Repent. Every one of them. All the church ages, Jesus said, repent. Repent. John the Baptist came preaching. Repent. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Jesus told Nicodemus, amen, you must be born again. You better get right with God. Amen. You better repent of your sins. You know what repent means? To turn from it. Go the opposite way. Amen. Run from sin and don't grab hold of it and take it with you. Last. He's telling us to get ourselves together. You better be ready. I'm coming. I'm coming. Get yourselves together and your readiness to work. See, something happened two years ago. Y'all, we got to get over this. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Two years ago, we sat down. Well, we can't go knock on doors now. Some people said, thank God, we don't have to go no more. Amen. We quit knocking on doors. We quit going to see people. Because they told us we couldn't. Amen. Amen. It's your responsibility to watch. It's, it's your responsibility, amen, to deal with your reactions to your wrongdoings. And, and, and in your readiness to work, and I know it's been hard. It ain't been easy on no church. It hasn't. We, we had to figure out what to do. I mean, they told us we couldn't come in. We had to go Facebook, live, all that stuff, mainstream, live stream, church parking lot. I mean, doing it out of cars and everything else. Amen. Trying to get the Word of God out there. Amen. And some churches just sat down and quit. They, some of them ain't opened back up yet. Right. You know why? Because they don't want to. Right. Amen. Listen, I, I ain't saying it ain't easy. It has been hard. John chapter 13. Back up to John chapter 13. Here's what Jesus says in John chapter 13. In John chapter 13, verse 4 and 5. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and gird himself. Who did that? 
Jesus. Jesus rises from the supper, laid aside his garments and took a towel and gird himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and wiped them with a towel where he was, wherewith he was girded. What? Listen, I, I believe when he told his disciples to gird themselves, that's what he said. He did it. He did it. But look, look at verse 14. Because the Bible said, If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, oh Lord, help us God, ye, ye also are to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you, verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. What Jesus is saying, I washed your feet. What I did to you, amen, I want you to do to each other. He girded himself, told his disciples to gird up their loins. He was telling them to get themselves together. It's time to go to work. It's time to do what I've told you to do. I've set the example for you. There ain't no greater example unto us than the Lord Jesus Christ. And if it wasn't too good for him, it should not be too good for us. He said, I want you to get ready. I want you to get ready for service. I want you to get ready to work. He, the Lord, amen, he took that towel, girded himself. He got everything out of the way. He got everything out of the way so he could do what he was fixing to do. And the Bible says he got down and he washed their feet. Their dirty, stinking, nasty, ungodly feet. And he said, if I've done it to you, here's what I want you to do now. I want you to do it to one another. He took it seriously. Amen. I believe he wants us to take this thing serious tonight, church. Yes, sir. Amen. He wants us to take it serious. He wants us to do exactly what he's told us to do. And I'm afraid in the last 24 months, we have become so laxed. We have come, become so complacent that Lord's telling us now that it's time to gird ourselves. Get involved in this thing. Quit sitting by the wayside. Quit sitting on the sidelines. I told my sister-in-law, get yourself together and get back in that church and be a part of it. Notice what he says in verse 16. The servant is not greater than his Lord. And what he is saying, I gird myself and served, and I expect the church to do the same thing. Something happened in our church. I'm closing. Something happened at our church a few months ago, preacher. We've been praying at our church that God would come down. We, we, we have a prayer meeting every week. And here's what we're praying, just some men. And we're praying that God will come down in that church and do things that we've never seen him do. Amen. Amen. We, we, we've been praying, because I've seen the Shekinah glory of God fall yeah. in the church before. Yes, some sir. of you in here know what I'm talking about. Some of you ain't got a clue. Yeah. When God comes down in the church and it gets so thick and it's a foggy in there, and I've seen it happen. Yes, sir. I mean, we have seen what they call the Shekinah glory of yeah. God settle yeah. down over the house of God, just like it was in Solomon's temple. Yeah. The Bible said when the priest couldn't minister because the cloud came down and it got so thick in the place. Uh-huh. We've seen that a couple of times. Yeah. 
And there's some young people in our church don't know what we're talking about. Right. They, they, they some moms and dads don't know what we're talking about. Right. But I want them to see that before I leave this world. I want them to, I want my children to see yeah. it. I want my grandkids to see God come down in the church like yeah. that. Man, yeah. we was praying that God would come down and do things that he ain't never done. And I was getting ready to go in revival and the, that starting that Monday night. And this is on a Sunday night at our church. And Brother Jeff had just went behind the pulpit and, and asked the choir to come up. And the choir was up there singing when this guy named Robert got up. And he's a big old fellow in our church. And he goes out down that wall and he goes out that door. That leads to the bathroom. I thought that's where Robert was going. I'm sitting on the front pew. I thought Robert was going to the bathroom. Robert comes back in carrying a pail of water. And here's what he said. God told me to wash your feet. They started washing my feet. Then we washed Brother Jeff's feet. Then we washed Brother Mike's feet. And we washed Brother Jonathan Smith because that's all the preachers in our church. And we started washing each other's feet. Then we started washing the deacon's feet. Then all the men got involved. And the choir's still singing. Now, I'm going to be honest. I've never seen that happen in church before. We were praying that God do something we've never seen. I've never seen a man of foot washing services take place in the middle of a church service. And here's what happened. We all washed our feet. Then we said, Robert, we're going to wash your feet. So Robert got down there and we washed his feet. And when we got done, this man stands up and he says, Preacher, he said, I ain't never took part of a foot washing service. Never. He said, I've never washed anybody's feet and I've never had my feet washed. He said, every time they would call for it, I wouldn't come. He said, because I wasn't going to wash nobody's feet. He said, but the Lord spoke to me and said, go wash that preacher's feet. And you know what it's done to our church? I mean, we went five weeks and the preacher didn't even get to preach. I mean, it just blew through the house, y'all. God just settled into place. And there's been things happening around that church, y'all. Honestly, it's God. It's God, amen. But it took somebody minding the Lord. It took one man obeying the Spirit. Amen. And God's wanting somebody in here tonight to do something. And he's already spoke to your heart. You know what it is. You know what it is. Amen. God's been dealing with you. God wants you to do something. It's time. It's time, amen, to get yourself together and get involved in the work of the Lord and in serving God and in worshiping God. Here's what we expect, I'm afraid. We come to church. He's going to preach. They're going to sing. And we're going to go home. Yeah, yeah. We need a revival. We need a revival. Jesus said, get yourselves together. You better start watching like you ain't never watched before because I'm coming. And when I come, I'm coming quickly. And you better be ready to move immediately. He said, you better get yourselves together and your reactions to your wrongdoings. Quit blaming it on everybody else. You know who my worst enemy is? I look at him every morning. I I look in that mirror every day I get up. I see my own worst enemy. And I said, I wish you would just get out of my way. Stinking flesh gets me in trouble. Amen. I have to deal with my attitude all the time. My mama told me something when I was young. She said, you're the hard-headedest youngin' I've ever seen. And I got a temper. And I have to keep it in check. And when I got saved, I thought God take it away. Guess what? It didn't leave. And that's why I have to keep myself on this altar. God, help me tonight to get myself together with my wrongdoings. If you would worry about yourself, you wouldn't have time to worry about everybody else. Amen. Amen. See, we really do need revival tonight, y'all. There's a work to be done. Here's what he said, okay? There's a field out there, white and ready for harvest. It's ready. 
There's a field out there and it's white and it's ready to harvest. But the labors are few. Therefore pray ye that the Lord of the harvest will send forth labors into the field. I think it's time that God's people got back to the field. And started spending time. You know why? If it, if it ain't picked, if we don't go out there and get it, it's going to rot the field. Amen. It's going to lay there and die. I don't want to see that happen to you. God, would you revive my heart? Give me a greater desire to do more for you. Amen. Who did it all for me? As we stand tonight and they come. <clears throat> come on, Chris. <clears throat>